the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh, it's business. It's business time. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, we're in the bathroom brushing our teeth. That's all part of it. That's foreplay. Foreplay is very important in lovemaking. Let's welcome in Dr. Jeff Rosen. He is one of my favorite economists, which is a weird thing to say because people typically look at their favorite football players or baseball players. But in the world of finance and economics, you are a rock star. Mr. Rosen, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I know it sounds goofy, but I think I should come up with a line of bubblegum cards of you know, economists and strategists and uh, investment gurus, and I think it would sell in, in the world of finance. I don't know if you'd make too much money, i got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe package it with, like, some hubba bubba bubble gum or something like that. Um, yeah, there'll have to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Give me credit. I'm trying to stimulate an economy here all by myself. You're not helping. Uh, private sector jobs. Probably not. Uh, private sector ads. Uh, they were good, but they weren't great, and they showed a slowing. Uh, it seems, and this is, tell me if I'm right or wrong, it seems like the first Friday of the month we get the employment report. It seems like it turns into like this three-day gala now where we start with private sector, and then we go to first-time unemployment claims tomorrow, and then we get the woohoo, the winner of them all the employment report on Friday. Are, are we getting hyper-focused on employment on the first Friday of the month? Um, I don't know if it's any more hyper-focused than it's ever been in the past. I think that it's a pretty important report in terms of how the economy is currently doing. It's, it explains exactly on um, you know current events. So in that respect, it's good. It's, I, I wouldn't use it too much as a leading indicator. I don't think many people do. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It tells us who's working, how many people are working. It gives us income data. It gives us hours data, which you could use as a measure of productivity and production. So in that respect, it's a pretty important report. What did we see from today's report as far as the service sector? And I think in the past you've not been critical of the ADP report, but you don't put a lot of stock in it, if I'm correct. No, and I still don't put a lot of stock in it. I mean, and the report was fine. It met expectations. Uh, you had a, you know, 212 or 213,000 increase in private sector jobs according to the ADP. Now, you have to remember what the ADP report is. It's it's not its own survey. It's not its own uh, data feed. What it is is a forecast by Moody's.com on what they expect private payrolls to be. You know, there's really no new information in the in the reports. You don't generally get a 
good gauge of uh, how the sector is performing or how the employment sector is doing. It's simply a forecast, you know, and if you went to, you know, Moody's.com or if you go to, you know, some of the Bloomberg sites, you'd probably find Moody's, you know, uh, forecast on that as well, and it's going to be very close to what they, what they say what the ADP number is. So, you know, if you're looking for Moody's number, that's what you get. If you don't really care about Moody's forecast, then you kind of ignore it. Okay, what are we expecting on Friday as far as employment goes? What are you expecting? Is a better question. So, I'm expecting uh, excuse me. I'm expecting non-farm payrolls around 240,000. It's exactly in line with the briefing.com consensus. Uh, you know, it, it's a good number. You know, we should see decent job growth. You know. To me, though, that's not the number to look at. The number that I would want to look at and focus on on Friday's report is the average hourly earnings number. We saw a 0.5% increase in average hourly earnings in the January report, and you know that was looked at as a good sign. You know, you need to see uh, businesses competing for employer employees, driving up wages to do so, adds inflation expectations, allows us to get out of this little deflationary slump that we're in right now. But if a lot of that gain in January could have possibly been from uh, increases in minimum wage, you know, many states this year raised their minimum wage, and that's going to show up immediately in the January numbers. And we saw it a lot in the sectors. So if you looked at what sectors saw the biggest uh, wage growth, it was retail sectors. It was you know service sectors that normally get minimum wage jobs. So if we see, you know, if we believe that the minimum wage was the reason for the boost, you would expect to see a big downshift in in the average hourly wage uh, growth this month. And that will give us a better reading on, you know, exactly how tight the labor market is, if the labor market really is improving, as the genuine numbers suggested. You recently wrote a piece at briefing.com that Again, I like your I like your work. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to make you blush or anything, but you called it an economic Rorschach test, and you looked at the last couple of weeks of February. And why did you explain what this piece was all about? Well, basically, we you know I'm not an equity market follower by any means. You know I, I kind of okay. know what's going on, but I don't spend too much time on a day to day basis. And you've seen a massive run-up in the S&P 500 from the second half of February. Uh, realistically, if you look at the data, um, it coincided with a sharp drop in economic data, in the economic numbers. So uh, right after the employment report was uh, released, we saw the economic numbers just deteriorate across the month. But it moved in opposite of the... S&P. So if you're looking at why the S&P went up, you know, you can make arguments, you know, and we've had discussions here at briefing, you know, and people have said, you know, it could be a technical breakout. It could be because all the central banks globally have started easing again, bringing money into the U.S. equity market. It could be short uh, sellers getting squeezed. But the one argument you can't make is that it's economic improvement. You know, over the last month, the economy is growing below trend. Uh, it seems that's the case. You know, it's a little bit surprising. You saw uh, the surprise numbers come in, uh, you know, downside negative because most of the numbers have come in disappointing. Uh, and we have a run-up in equities. So, 
you look at it and you're trying to make a case for equities, you can't make the case based on the economic argument. You can maybe make the case on other arguments, but, but not on that one, at least not right now. The Federal Reserve is releasing the Beige Book today. What's the value of the Beige Book to you? Or what's the value of the Beige Book to the listener who's the average Joe out there? Not too much. I mean, all the Beige Book okay. is is a summary of each uh, Federal Reserve region uh, based on their regional research on how the economy is progressing. And it's six weeks old, so it's it's not the most up-to-date information out there. You know, it, it doesn't give me as a U.S. national economist uh, too much information. You know, if you're uh, a guy who does business in Chicago, maybe reading the Chicago region's beige book would be helpful because it gives you an idea of the market, or not the market, but the uh, the regional economy in the Chicago region. But you know, if you're trying to predict how the employment sector is going to do in in the United States, it doesn't really give you that much hope. Now, you know, this page book may be even less relevant because we had Janet Yellen talking last week about her, you know, ideals about the economy and, and her viewpoint on when rates are going to go up and how she believes uh, the economy is going to transpire over the course of the year. And given that, you know, I don't know how much old information on a regional form uh, is going to give any more attention on how things are. Janet Yellen came out yesterday and today and basically, I'm not going to say bashed Wall Street and the culture of ethics. Um, kind of similar sounds, but maybe Elizabeth Warren is thrown out there. Have you read her commentary on that? Not much. I mean, she, okay. her her goal is to try to keep banks, you know, supposedly honest, you know, trying to keep them from being too big to fail and trying to get them to be a more stabilizing component of the economy as opposed to a, uh, you know, a volatile sector that can cause economic turmoil. So I I don't know too much of what she's saying is going to be important. You know, she's gone off on tangents before. If you remember, uh, you know, she was talking about biosector stocks, like, you know, that's not really her forte. Gotcha. Well, that's fair to say. Um, savings at the pump has become savings at the bank. Are you surprised that Americans have upped their savings rate? I believe it's a whole percentage point from 4.5% to 5.5%, and that some of it's gone into debt reduction and Definitely. most of it's gone into savings. What's that? Yeah, yeah. Re- it's definitely been a disappointment in terms of economic growth. You know, okay. One of the, the factors of lower gas prices was we're supposed to spur economic growth elsewhere, and we didn't see it. Anything else that you want to add today? Uh, no, I think you know, we'll wait till Friday to see how the employment sector is doing. You know, if, if we see uh, you know aggregate wages start growing, uh, you know, zero point four, zero point five percent again for another month. You know, it would be really telling you that the uh, you know employers are fighting over uh, finding employees. That the labor market is tightening up, which is going to boost wages. It's going to boost uh, employment, and it'll boost income. Thanks very much, it's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Always good and insightful commentary. 
back to the private sector jo uh, job growth that we saw, it is interesting that we added 200,000 jobs despite tough weather on the East Coast, port closures on the West Coast, and capital spending that's been slashed in the energy industry. So there's some underlying strength to a weak number. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find briefing at briefing.com. I do have a seminar coming up, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, all the way out in Walnut Creek at the Marriott. You can sign up for the income and retirement event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.